Hello. 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 Welcome to Under One Roof. Under One Roof. Under One Roof. Under One Roof. A podcast about multi-generational households living through the pandemic. We are anthropology students. We are anthropology students from Cal Poly Pomona. Over the past few years, we've interviewed people living together in households consisting of children, parents, and grandparents during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, now, under the leadership of our professor, our professor, Dr. Amy Dow, we want to share the stories we've uncovered. We want to share the stories, stories we've, we've uncovered. uncovered. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Trust in the Era of Mistrust. We are your hosts, Anna and Patrick, and we are focusing on the topic of trust and mistrust in the CDC and the government. Research was conducted on multi-generational households and the pandemic in fall 2021 and fall 2022. Multi-generational families consist of three or more generations living together under one roof. The pandemic created such uncertainty in life. It made people question so many aspects of their lives and their opinions of the world about them. One of these aspects being, do they trust sources of information coming from the government and CDC? To begin, trust and mistrust must be defined. They both are sides of the same coin because they both have the same motivations of protecting their families. Families who trust the information coming from the government and CDC believe that the government is doing everything they can to protect their loved ones from COVID-19. Families who mistrust the information are skeptical about the government not having their family's safety in their best interest. Trust and mistrust are both survival mechanisms that influence how families interact with the information given to them by the CDC and the government. To contextualize this definition into our research, We found two major themes that arise on trust from the question, how much confidence do you have on COVID information and recommendations by the CDC and California State Public Health? The first being trust in the government and the CDC because it comes from people who have degrees on the subject. The second being that they do not trust the information from the CDC and the government because of how politicized the pandemic has become. Let's talk about trust. We mentioned earlier that families who have trust in COVID-19 information coming from the government and CDC believe that the government is doing everything they can to protect their families from the virus. Looking through the research in fall 2022, I found an interview that stood out to me. To protect their identity, I will be giving them a pseudonym. Irene lives in a household of four, which includes herself, her husband, her son, and her mother-in-law. When asked the reasons why they live together, Irene explained that it was both economic and cultural. She explained that in Filipino culture, part of her growing up is to take care of her elders. When asked her level of confidence in information from CDC or the California State Public Health, she explained that she had a lot of confidence in them because these people had expertise and experience. Well, I believe that these people are there for their own expertise and they study and they experience. I mean, we're not all perfect, but if you're going to be a person that studies in that field, at least I know you have some knowledge of what's going on. She brought up Dr. Fauci and called him amazing. To her, Dr. Fauci was doing everything he could to help. Fauci, he's amazing, you know, and his whole thing is that he to try to help not to, and, th- and that's my personal opinion of, of what I see of him, is that he's trying to help and give us as much knowledge as he can from the research that he does on his expertise so that he could help us. Irene's perspective shows the reasons why families trust the CDC and the government with COVID-19 information and recommendations. Their trust can be seen in the vaccination status of their household. In a household with the elderly, um, 
that was our primary concern because we didn't know how it would affect the elderly that live with us at home. We're all up to date, boosted up, can't wait for October to get our next booster. You know, my son is a preemie baby and preemie babies are boosted up, vaccinated and everything at the beginning. I mean, that's your choice as a parent, but whatever they offered us just so that our son can be at 100%, we did because again, you know, we're going based off on expertise of the doctors and the nurses. So whatever was offered to us, we gave to our son. When the vaccination came out, and it was available for him, we knew that we wanted to take it because we wanted him to benefit from it. I know people might say, well, you don't know what the effects are, you know, but again, people study this stuff. If they didn't study it and have their expertise in it, then we wouldn't believe in it. Irene's family is an example of those who have trust that the CDC and the government are doing their best to keep their family safe. Patrick, do you have anything to add or have another story on trust you can share? This is coming from an interview that took place in the fall of 2021. For purposes of anonymity, the person requested that their name not be used, so we'll be using a pseudonym. Jim, a young 20-year-old who lives in a multi-generational household, he is a recent graduate, and he was one of those that had faith and trust, is how he worded it, in the CDC and the public health. What I found most interesting about his story is that Jim works with, let's say, underprivileged uh, communities. And one of his jobs, many roles at his work is to coordinate between doctors and um, these lower income communities. And he said that at the beginning of the pandemic, he got all of his information from the World Health Organization, as well as the CDC. But later on, he stopped reading up about it. The reason he stopped reading up about it was because a lot of the people that he worked with were doctors, were medical doctors. And that's where he would get most of his information. He says that the doctors that he worked with are from Keck School of Medicine and Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. The reason he trusted so much of what was going on in terms of how the WHO and the CDC was providing information was because he had first-hand contact with doctors who would actually explain COVID and explain COVID transmission in essentially layman terms. And I think that's kind of the issue when it leads to mistrust is that many people are getting information that they don't really understand. So it builds it builds on mistrust when, when you don't understand. And right here is a good example of trust because there's that, I would say there's the connection between him and the doctors. So there's that personal connection and there's a way of trusting, right? That Jim trusts this person and the way he's explaining how COVID's transmitted, how um, what it leads to in terms of health and disease and how to avoid COVID at, at, at best using mask is something that he talks about. So there's this connection between Jim and the doctors and he trusts them because they've went to school essentially. They This is their job and this is their career. And This is why I would say he trusts the information provided by the CDC. Now, let's shift our focus from trust to mistrust. 
As we said earlier, mistrust can be defined as people who are skeptical about the government not having their best interest in mind. In respect to these interviews, many did not trust the government because of government officials' hypocrisy. In addition, they felt that the pandemic had become politicized. And now let's hear from Luce, who felt that the government did not have her best interests and the interests of her family in mind. I want to trust them because I feel like, you know, they might have our best interest, but everything I feel like since the pandemic started has just gotten more lenient and more like, I don't know, at first we were taking so many, they said, oh, take all these precautions or do all this. And then few months later to say, oh, never mind, you don't have to do this. And I feel like it's a lot of stuff they say we should do or shouldn't do has been influenced a lot by people trying to get back to normal when I feel like, you know, normal's never going to come back. So we need to be careful at all times. And I feel like do what feels the safest. And so I don't really trust that much in what they say, because every time that they put out a new precaution or warning or update, it just kind of feels like we're going backwards. Now, as you can tell, Luce in this interview, she's recounting her experience with mistrust in the government. You see that she is skeptical. She's skeptical of the government's stance. And she's fearful that the government is not taking into account the welfare or the health of individuals. She feels that they're forcing this idea of normalcy. Let's go back to how things were before the pandemic. But in her eyes, that notion of normal will never come back. And she feels that the government should have policies in place to make others more precautious so that there could be a prevention of disease. Now, I know, Anna, you told us about Brittany. Yeah, I was able to interview her and she is 22 years old and she lives in a multi-generational household. So Brittany was able to provide me with a lot of insight on why she has little confidence in the government. And her main reason was hypocrisy. I would say, I guess, like a little bit, um, just from, I say this because of how uh, certain government officials were talking about COVID-19 precautions during that time. And then afterwards, seeing how they took action. Uh, For instance, one person I can think of on the top of my head would be the governor, Gavin Newsom. Uh, advocating that we all stay in our homes and isolate from one another. And then like maybe a week later, you see him at this like million dollar restaurant with his political friends having a dinner party. I mean, when you see something like that and when you're being told to isolate and stay away because the danger is big and then you see him out there living it up, I mean... It makes you feel a little bit mistrusting about what they have to say about the disease as a whole and also how serious we should take it. Wow, Anna. I think Brittany brings up a great point that government officials should lead by example. And when they don't lead by example, it leads to mistrust. It's easy to look back at the pandemic because it feels almost like such a blur because of just the amount of stress so many of us were on. And when she shared how she felt that 
we're being told to isolate that this is very dangerous. And then we see public officials quite doing the opposite. It makes us wonder, is this real almost? Is this worth isolating, keeping myself away from my friends, my family and loved ones? If I'm supposed to isolate, why aren't they isolating? Did you have a similar experience? Yeah, when I first heard about the news about Gavin Newsom going to eat at the French laundry restaurant, I was shocked that after all these precautions that were being laid out, how we had to wear masks in public spaces, we had a social distance from our family members and loved ones. I was just shocked that uh, a person that we are supposed to look up and be following decided to go and not follow what he what he and the government had been saying we had to practice. And I can understand how that creates a lot of mistrust in the government because we were supposed to trust them. And seeing that our elected officials went and did what they were not supposed to do, it just puts a strain on that relationship. It does put a strain on that relationship. And I'm reminded about that moment at the Met Gala during the pandemic where the celebrities were arriving, right? And they were all dressed up as they should be, right? It's the Met Gala. But they had no mask, yet everybody around them, everybody that was working the event had a mask. And then we wonder why we mistrust, right? I like to bring in that she used that I think also shines light on how our relationship with our elected officials creates mistrust when they go out and do the opposite of what they tell us what we're supposed to do. And it makes you wonder, like, huh, why why are you telling us this? And then you, you go and do something else. Something about that makes me a little bit mistrusting. Um, another person I can think about would be Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's hair appointment. And she was advocating that we also, you know, stay away and have all these people's little businesses closed. But she's out there. Of course, she has to get her hair done, you know. For what, too? Who are you going to see, Pelosi? Who needs to see your hair right now? But anyway, she was out there getting her hair done with no mask. I mean, it would have been better if she had a mask. The hairdresser had a mask, but she had no mask. And then to say that we should all stay indoors and, you know, don't go out if you don't have to. That makes me a little bit mistrusting about uh, these political leaders and what they have to say about the pandemic. So I think Britney's example on Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi both show how influential political leaders are when it comes to trusting the government. And when they go and break the recommendations that they told everyone to follow, it just makes it hard to trust what they are saying. It even goes as far back to Lucy's example, where they're saying one thing, and then they do another thing. And it just creates such confusion that I think in the end, turns into mistrust. Brittany does have really good examples in her life and in her experience. And I know you said that this mistrust of the government was already there a little bit, and it's understandable, but she goes ahead and she explains why this mistrust existed before the pandemic and how the pandemic exacerbated this mistrust. Let's go ahead and listen to that. I would say like America's corruption in the healthcare system is something that started it in the beginning. I don't know how many times me or a loved one would go to a doctor's appointment only to be told that what we're feeling is not actually something that we're feeling, or it could be symptoms of that feeling could be treated with another medication that was only going to cause more side effects. 
which we would then need another medication to treat those said side effects. Just like a long line of of these things and seeing how the healthcare system relies. They're putting priority over the dollar, over the health and well-being of real people is something that's never sat right with me. So Brittany's mistrust had been there before the pandemic had started, but the pandemic kind of solidified that mistrust. And I think at the most basic level here is what she's trying to say is she wants to be understood. So what now? We have heard stories from both perspectives of families who trust and mistrust the government regarding COVID-19 information and recommendations. We saw that families who trust the government do so because they are backed up by medical professionals who have many years of experience. For the families that mistrust the government, we saw how the pandemic becoming politicized and hypocrisy from government officials caused a strain on their trust. However, these families have one thing in common. They want what is best for their families. Once trust is broken, it is a difficult process to help build it back up. When it comes to health, the government will need to find a way to build trust back up with multi-generational households. Government officials will need to follow their own policies to not create a rift in trust. By sharing these stories, we hope to create a better understanding of lives of the people who live in multi-generational households. We would like to thank the participants in the study, Irene, Jim, Luce, and Brittany. Also, thank you, Dr. Dow, Truman, and Marianne for your support and your guidance on this podcast. And most importantly, thank you for listening to Trust in the Era of Mistrust. Under One Roof was created with financial support from Cal Poly Pomona and the National Science Foundation. Shout out to Story Center for production and storytelling guidance. You can find more information about this podcast and our findings at our webpage, underoneroof.buzzsprout.com. Stay safe, stay healthy. Under One Roof, Cal Poly Pomona. Thank you.